Hello again, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Simply Authentic. My name is Jen Stickney, and I created this podcast as a way to share my thoughts, tips, and experiences around creating a life full of prosperity. This week, we're taking a closer look at getting outside our comfort zone so that we can start taking steps toward our goals and desires. If you haven't listened to the previous three podcast episodes, please stop and listen to those first. The ultimate purpose of this mini-series is to help you take bigger and better actions so that you can start moving toward your goals and your dreams. This mini-series isn't just about listening to me talk. It requires action on your part in order for it to be an effective learning tool. So each day includes an exercise and a discussion that builds upon the last. So it's important that you start from the beginning of this series. If you need help finding it, the series was introduced last week in episode number 32 on December 14th. So please start there if you missed it. For everyone else, let's get started with a brief recap of what we covered yesterday. So yesterday we talked about selecting high priority items from our original list of what's and why's and turning them into objectives with several possible actions that will help us achieve our goal. An objective is a goal. And in our case, these goals that you've listed are backed by your driving force. These goals represent you, your beliefs, your morals, your values, and everything else that defines who you are at the very core of your being. If you participate in my full program called Reaching the Peak when it is released, you will learn additional steps and techniques to use to take action and tear down your comfort zone barriers. Growth and progress is uncomfortable or are uncomfortable. If you aren't finding opportunities on a daily basis that press the boundaries of your comfort zone, then you you aren't trying hard enough. Change takes action, and action requires facing our fears, our excuses, our inhibitions, and even our lack of motivation. So all of these topics and more are covered in my Reaching the Peak program, which I look forward to announcing or officially announcing in the very new future. So once you commit to an objective and decide that producing results really is more important than being comfortable, then you are in the perfect position to start getting out there and making things happen. From now on, you are going to commit to doing at least one action from your list in exercise two, which was yesterday, every single day. Now hold on, before you balk at this and throw your hands in the air saying, no way, I don't have time for that. Let's talk about why this is important and why I know that you can make this happen. Some actions in your list are going to be simple steps that you will have no problem executing while, you know, others, of course, are going to be action steps that may terrify you. But we're going to start with the easy ones and you'll want to procrastinate on the more difficult ones because even the idea of doing them may make you want to run and hide away. <laughs> I know that's that's you know I run into that stumbling block more often than than I care to admit. But what's the worst that can happen? Could you fail and need to try again? Sure. Uh, could you succeed? You bet. And then where would you be? Progress is motivating. It's awesome. It's an awesome feeling, and it, you know you'll, you'll feel proud to see what you can accomplish, even if you start out and you are afraid to make that move. The idea behind committing to producing results versus staying in your comfort zone is so that you can get in the habit of taking action and scale your way up to higher thresholds of comfort zone busting. 
So that's our goal. We want to get in the habit of taking action, and we're going to do that with baby steps. Some of you may wish to dive right in, but we are going to start with taking baby steps in and just working on getting into the habit of taking action. So the longer you give yourself to achieve a goal, so the reason I want you to do this on a daily basis is because the longer you give yourself to achieve a goal, the more likely... So the reason I want you to do this on a daily basis is because the longer you give yourself to achieve a goal, the more likely you are to never actually reach it. If your objective is important to you and you agree that producing results is more important than being comfortable, then you're ready to take the next step and you can do this. But don't give yourself too much time. Don't give yourself too much slack. We actually are more effective, more efficient, I'm better at getting things done when we have tighter deadlines. So keep yourself on a schedule. And and I'll help you figure out how you can find time for this. We're going to actually dive into that tomorrow. But just fo- don't so don't get distur- discouraged when I tell you that we're going to be committing to m- taking action every single day. So here let's dive into the the exercise for today. And, and I will admit that in an effort to keep this podcast kind of a, a reasonable length, today's exercise is somewhat abbreviated from the version you'd find in my full program that will be available soon. So, but, you know, even so, what we'll cover should be enough to help you move forward. You'll get the, the general idea and you'll be able to move forward. So what I want you to do, for starters, is select one of the objectives from yesterday's exercise. Look through your action list for that objective and find the action items that have the highest potential impact, meaning they have ones or twos or whatever high impact items you have on that list. Next, you're going to find also in combination with that, the the action items that have the lowest fear quotient, three being the lowest. So we're going to start with something that has a high impact, but has very little, I guess you could call, you know, give back on on something that's going to hold you up. We don't want something that's going to hold you up. We want to find some of these easy wins. So we want, you know, the least amount of pushback. That's the word I was looking for. Sometimes it's just simp- you know, best to start with some easy wins, something that can get you into the habit of taking action. That's our goal here. We just want to get in the habit. On the other hand, like I was mentioning before, some of you may want to not look for those that are just high impact and lowest fear quotient. Maybe you want to find those with the overall lowest score, combined score, where it's the highest impact and it's the highest score factor for your fear ranking. And you may find by doing that that you reach the finish line and you achieve that action point and your objective without ever having to address the other actions on your list. So let's look at what we're going to do with those items. So now that you've got your objective picked out, and we're going to start with those um, either kind of tip, uh, dipping our toes in and finding some action items on that list for that objective that are easy to handle, we're going to start with those. And for each one, each action item on your list, we're going to do five things. 
we're going to describe each action in more detail. Two, we're going to list the desired outcome of the action. Three, we're going to specify how you will hold yourself accountable for that action. Four, list all the fears or any potential negatives associated with executing the action. And then the opposite, list all the potential positives that could result from executing the action. So I'm going to read through that one more time for you. Again, if you need a visual of what I'm trying to describe here, you want that list in a printed or printable format, you can go out to my website and find the corresponding article to this podcast called Taking Massive Action. So again, that's out at simplyyesmarketing.com and look for the article titled Taking Massive Action. So that list again, I will, I will cover it one more time for you here. So number one, describe each action in more detail. So just expand on it, kind of list out more specifics related to that action. Step two, list the desired outcome of the action. What do you hope to achieve by doing so? Number three, specify how you will hold yourself accountable for getting that action done, you know, for completing that action. How will you hold yourself accountable? Maybe you'll have somebody else that helps hold you accountable. It's awesome to have other people involved and to help, you know, they can basically say, did you get it done? Find a friend who's willing to do that for you. Fourth, we're going to list all of our fears or any potential negatives associated with executing the action. So all of your fears, why anything that you can think of that would that would hold you back or be a negative outcome. And then fifth, we're going to list all the potential positives that could result from the execution of the action. Now, you don't necessarily have to write all of these things out for each action, but doing so in the beginning is helpful until you at least, you know, until you can fully embody the process emotionally because we really it's it's this is a mental exercise. So you can write out these things to try to get you into the process of doing this emotionally. But once you get going, uh, you'll be able to kind of look at these things holistically and not have to necessarily write them down. It still helps, I find, to write these things down. But you can work through them however it's most comfortable for you. So after we've created that, we're going to work on kind of diving a little bit further into each of the fears that we've come up with. And we're going to start breaking those fears down. Oftentimes what I find, the best way to mitigate or eliminate some of those fears that we have is to is just to simply research them, look into them. Are they even legit? Are they based on past experiences or things others have told you? Are they based on things you've learned years ago? Are you concerned about losing something of value to you? Are you worried about being embarrassed or being rejected? What are your fears? And what's the worst that could happen if these things occur? Oftentimes we can create a new perspective simply by researching our fears. So this new perspective is a way to open our minds and change how we feel about something because our brains are looking for these patterns. And if it sees something that could potentially be a pattern, it's going to shy away from that. So maybe you're afraid to do something because you haven't done it before. If you try researching ways to do it, you may just find that it's not as overwhelming or scary as you originally thought. Talk to other about others about your fears as well. 
they may just have some different perspective or some guidance that they can provide for you. In fact, just today, I went to the vet with my dog and we were talking about, he's, he's a little overweight, and um, we were talking about his food and I said, well, I feed him grain-free foods because, you know, we always look for high-quality foods and we look for the best grain-free food that we can, you know, that's within our budget and we can afford. And that's what we feed him because I had learned that that was best for dogs. And what she came back and said was, actually, there's a new study that's been put out by veterinarians that kind of debunks that and says that by going grain-free, they're losing some of the nutrients that they need. And going grain-free is no longer considered the best approach for your dog or dogs in general unless there is some allergy or some reason for them to be grain-free, it's actually better to just, you know, let them consume the foods that have the grains in them. So had I not opened up the, the door and spoken or talked to my vet about that t particular topic, about the foods that I was feeding my dog, I would have continued thinking that I was already giving him the best that I could give him. I didn't want to harm him by giving him something that I thought wasn't good for him. Instead, I've learned that he may actually be better off getting the grains, you know, that we had been avoiding. So next time that I go to get dog food, now I'm open to getting foods or looking at the foods that have the grains in them, whereas before I was completely avoiding them. So it sometimes can be very helpful to research and look into our fears and talk to other people about them because they may have a perspective, a different perspective that they can provide. Researching your fears on the internet can also provide a very similar outcome. The goal of this exercise is to break down barriers and excuses your mind will put up to keep you from, from, from moving forward and, and breaking through your comfort zone. So as you walk through your list of actions, you will start to see some of your fear quotient ratings may need to be adjusted to something that is less uncomfortable. This will, this, this will help you to start taking action more easily. Remember, your brain is wired to keep you safe, but the choice is still yours. So how will you choose to handle it? That's all I have for you today. Tomorrow we will take a, talk a bit about how to find the time to take action daily. Even if you run multiple businesses, care for three kids, do the house cleaning, walk the dog, cook the meals, take kids to all of their doctor appointments and their after-school activities and more, I promise there is time in your day for taking action so that you can finally start achieving your goals and the life that you desire. Where there's a will, there is a way, and you can do this. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you will join me again tomorrow for our final episode in this mini-series. Thank you.